All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Johnny Salami Podcast. Today's guest, special one, uh, Coach Lynch. Thank you for coming. Thank you for stopping by. John, it's an honor and a pleasure to be with you today. <laughs> so I saw you at the track yesterday, or no, two days ago. And the day before, I got kicked off by the cops. And then I saw you the next day. And we were talking about it. I was like, yeah, I got kicked off by the cops yesterday. And I said to you, that seems to be a common theme with you and the police. You can't even go to the track without getting arrested. Most people go to the track. They walk. They run. They do whatever. I just go and stalk high school girls. But other than that, you get arrested by the Cumberland police. Yeah. That's not no, good. But when you left, that's when they came down, and that's when I took. I my... called them when I left. Yeah, that's. I when said I there's took somebody walking gun. the track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, they came in fucking hot, dude. It was almost like I pulled out a gun and just started, you know. I so we walked the track, and I went there a few weeks ago, and I find it locked, and I'm saying to myself, "Wait, the the track, like no one's six feet apart." Or closer than six feet at the track. Yeah. One guy's do, uh, working on bands. Another guy's doing sprints. You get two kids playing soccer. You're doing your thing. I just want to do 12 laps and get out of there. I, I just, I'm not trying to bother anybody. <laughs> yeah. And it's locked. So we resort to criminal behavior. We hop the fence like a dime yeah. store hood. Dude, I had to take my gun out. Like I was just, I was done with it. No. The Cumberland police came by and they said, you can't walk the track. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 so I, last night I went later cause I know the cops are sleeping around that time. What time? So, uh, around six o'clock. Six o'clock. And I walked the track and it was fantastic. Dude, that's, that's what I did. So I went, uh, I went around five and everybody was out there, you know, jerking each other off. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to wait this one out. Yeah. So I waited till six. And uh, I went out there. I was the only one there. Yeah. Last night? Yep. Shania Twain blasting, dude. Yep. I'm in the zone, right? I'm running my ass off. All of a sudden, dude, cop puts his sirens on, whips out his little uh, G.I. Joe thing. And it's like, you can't run on the track. And I was like, all right, man. Like, sorry. And then I just came back the next day, talked to you. Literally two minutes after we were done talking, came down, same thing. It's you. It's the flames on the truck. Yeah. That truck has been seen around town. Dude, but the thing is, I don't think it's uh I don't think it's because it's the off season. I think it's just the virus in general. I do too. Because I'm out there, dude, in the winter. Yeah. You know, thirty degrees. Right. It's locked. You know, I hop the fence. Yep. You know. That's I, trespassing. That's breaking breaking and entering and tr- trespassing. Yeah. At the track in Cumberland. You gotta do what you gotta do though. No, I mean criminals are criminals. Yeah. If you know how to f- hop a fence, you know how to hop a fence. No, it, it just comes naturally. But I was saying that uh, I won't get hurt walking the track. That's not going to happen. I'm going to tear an ACL hopping the fence. Mm-hmm. You know who's down there ripping it up, ripping it up, Mr. Bogolowski. Is he? Oh, guy's the goat. Is he doing sprints? No, he's got full weights. He brings his full weights. Wow. He's got bands. Uh-huh. He's running Planet Fitness at the track for himself. Grunting, grinding, sweating, uh, just bringing it. Nobody brings it like Mr. Bogey. 
I've, I've only seen him a few times, but he was the one who had like the bands tied to the goalpost. He's the one that He's with the needle and the syringe. Yeah, dude, he was flexing, ripping it. Yeah, listen dude. to him. Yeah. You go shut the Shania Twain and Abba off, mm-hmm. and you got to listen to Mr. Bogo. Just his grunts. It, uh, all world. Wow. You will be a complete failure mm-hmm. working out next to Mr. Bogo. When he was there, I'm pretty sure some wives cheated on their husbands. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember young Mikey bringing it from the mound at Cumberland Youth Baseball. Throwing screwballs, dude. John, I'll never forget coaching you in the Jimmy Fund All-Star team back in 1978. (laughs) Do you remember that team, John? Yeah, I do. We had a lot of fun in Woonsocket. Mm -hmm. We took a road trip. I don't think uh, I was on that team. Yes, you were. Which team? So it was a mix of... I believe 10 and nines. Okay. So it was you, mm-hmm. Jared Delu, Kyle uh, Zamita, okay. Brandon awesome. Frigio, Call, um, and then a bunch of nines Jonathan Lynch, Andrew Whalen, Tyler Heatu, Tana Marice, and we yep. went up to Winsocket. We, we ventured out away from Cumberland. Pretty nice field, though, right? Yep. The, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's right up near Cookie's Bar and Grill, Kyle Sutcliffe's dad's bar. It was that close? Yeah. Wow. I was just so young and small. like I thought it was in like the middle of like uh, Afghanistan. No, it, we took a Conway bus up there yeah. and came rolling in. Uh, all these white kids came rolling into Woonsocket. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think I remember throwing, uh, throwing some cheddar cheese, dude. One of the so I, I remember this story. We are at B.F. Norton. Mm-hmm. Remember B.F. Norton? Yeah. I, it's kind it, of a shitty field. It but. reminded me of like Wrigley Field. It was that nice at BF yeah. Gorton, BF Norton. A lot of weeds, man. Oh, my God. Uh, rocks. A, a, one night, a kid picked up a rock to throw to first base. I yeah. said, no, the ball. is The ball's white. The rock yeah, is and they had like, the they had the stands right behind first. So if you overthrow it, even yeah, a little bit. You like, were catching it. Somebody's getting knocked in the tail. Hopefully. Yeah. That made a. So we're at BF Norton, and the Rangers – the uh, vaunted Ranger attack from Cumberland Minor League Baseball. We're playing the Orioles, and they start a young righty from South Cumberland, mm-hmm. Smiley Johnny Salami. John Salami. And remember, you played for Mister Lapine and the Orioles. Yeah, you were bringing it. Oh, dude! Radar gun topping at ninety two, ninety three. You think so? Change up, curve, mm-hmm. slurve. Yeah. And you were, our kids were crapping their pants. They came back to the dugout. I'm like, you guys have to swing. They're like, no, 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 no. He doesn't know where the ball's going. So explain this to me, though, because, like, I don't really remember. Like, I remember, like, bits and pieces from minors. But, like, back then, if I look at pictures, like, I had legitimate tits. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what I remember from that age. And I was, like, really slow. So I must have had, like, a 10-second wind-up. Yeah, you were slow mentally yeah. and physically. <laughs> so I don't know what you were slower at. Like, you had the body of a pregnant Oprah Winfrey. Dude, but I. And the, the mind of heat. Sling Blade. Yeah. So together mm-hmm. on the mound, nobody wanted to face you. Yeah. So it you're throwing, yeah. you're, you're throwing like minimum pitches to strike our kids out. Mm-hmm. And. We're, we're, our our team is done against the Orioles. We're not going to win this game. Yeah. 
What does your coach do? He takes you out after the first inning. We cheered. We screamed and cheered. And then we went on to beat you 12 nothing. Wow. How but many runs you, did I give up? You gave up. You didn't throw a ball in the first inning. Yeah. You threw all strikes. Three strikes, first guy's down. Three strikes, second guy's down. Yeah. Jonathan came back with soiled pants. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were deathly afraid of you, John. I, d- I definitely drank a lot of milk back then. You look um, like you 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 also gave a lot of milk with those memories that you yeah, had. I think hi- you were lactating. Yeah, I I'm had almost- an internship at the garlic factory. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I, I don't I'm really, so I, like, I remember, you played for the Orioles. You remember that? I remember. And didn't it, you win it one year? The only on thing I remember thoroughly from the Orioles, I didn't even know what a phone was. I didn't know what a camera was, and I remember. Uh, Dylan Jepson was on my team. Actually, no, he wasn't. He, he was on the Red Sox. He was on the re- no, no, that was Majors. Yeah, Miners. I was on the Orioles. Dylan was on the not the Devil Rays, the Blue Jays, I believe. Yes. Yep. And uh, I didn't know what a phone was. I didn't know what a camcorder was. And Mr. Jepson came to the World Series game because we were in the World Series. We had this kid named Mike Aviani. Oh, he, he had 13. a beard. Mike Aviani yeah. had a beard. He was on horse tranquilizers, and he'd hit like three home runs a game. No doubt about it. So we're in the World Series game. Skip Ballou was your coach that year. Yeah, fucking yeah. Skip, though. And, uh, dude, I remember being up at bat, and I remember having legit tits. Um, <laughs> and I Did remember, you wear the sports bra at that point? Or you no, I just let him hang. So I would lactate as I was running around the bases. <laughs> And I remember I was batting, I think like ninth, because Mike batted fourth. I remember batting ninth. I was still kind of young. And we're in the World Series game. I go up to bat. Nothing. No one's expecting anything. That You know, they think I'm, like, disabled. And, uh, you know, I get a fastball right down the middle, and I hit it into left field, which is unknown for me because I pull everything. I hit it into left field. The left fielder goes to try to catch it, like dive. Which is also unheard of in minor leagues. Like nobody knows what time. No, he they're is. playing with the dirt out there. He could have been a little special too. A little, because uh, the ball went by him, and I had never made it past first base. Like I would hit gap doubles and just stop at first base. Yeah. And, like I can't make it. Right. You and, needed uh, oxygen, dude. I hit an inside the park home run at High in, Street or uh, Garvin. Oh, World nice. Game, dude. The signature field. World Series game. Nice. I hit an inside the park home run. Think about how long it took me to run around the base. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. dude, if you're, you know, if you're top speed, like, you know, you're a good player, it's going to take you like 16 seconds just to run around the bases. That took you to get to first base. At least an, at least a minute, I would say, to run around yeah. all the bases. Like, I don't remember what the left fielder was doing. I just remember people screaming to fucking run. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Mr. Jepson was like, dude, I got that all on videotape. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. And uh, he ended up showing us it. Uh, I don't know if he, he might still have it. We should hit him up, dude. Oh, we got a Mr. Jefferson's the best. Yeah, it, I mean, it was an old film, but they would always like take pictures and whatnot. Oh yeah, um, he, dude, he might have it. We should hit him up see if he still. And had whenever it. the Jepsons showed up, there'd be a caravan of like nine Jepsons. There'd yeah. be Nick and Joe. Mm-hmm. Joe would be climbing the trees bare feet. Sherry would be there. John Dylan was the same size he is now. That's what he was playing for the Blue Jays. Yeah. Dylan was a leopard, dude. He was legit uh, Cro-Magnon strength, like mm-hmm. special strength. Yeah. Uh, still. Yeah. Dylan is a, still the same size. You think so? Oh, yeah. I feel like he grew like a shit ton. Because when we were younger, like, I was definitely one of the bigger kids. You know what I yeah. mean? 
Like, when I was in elementary school, like, I knew I was fat, but I didn't know, like, the extent to, like, how fat you I was. You were big-boned. And I remember there was this, like, bully who used to bully me, and he was like, dude, your tits are bigger <laughs> than everyone in the schools. And I was like, oh, that's funny, dude. That's and an he, honor. And he Thank was, you. Like, he was, like, including the teachers. Oh, like, that was, was like, unnecessary. I was like, that, you know, that, I pushed a little bit. Right, right. That's hurtful. But yeah, dude, I just like drank a bunch of milk and I could just eat. Like, I remember I used to bring two sandwiches to lunch Aww. and uh, two Capri Suns, except they were like the big ones. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the big boys. And you had vodka and, uh, in it probably for the weight. Yeah. Plus, totally. you probably weren't working out because you're supposed to extend calories at that point I in had, your life. Um, I had a small a weight couch. bench. I had you're... a small weight bench similar to the ones that people are buying right now because of the virus, like the ones you get from Walmart. Yeah. So those max out at like 85, 90 pounds. I do some bench press reps on that. But realistically, yeah, I mean, no, nobody really lifted back then. No, but I just remember, John, you were always bigger. Uh, on a mound, you were overpowering and, and really scary. And you were one of the few left-handed power hitters that if you got a hold of it, gone, smashed, gone, see ya. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean. You were a great pickup by the Red Sox. Yeah, we kind of sucked. But, I mean, like, back then, like, yeah, you kind of reach a certain age where it's, like, all political. It really and, um, was. And you know what, John? I, I always look back at Cumberland Youth Baseball and was amazed that uh, the Yankees could not beat the Indians. The Indians used to lose to the A's. We, as the Rays, beat the A's. Every time I played Mr. Frechette, we beat them. Yeah. We couldn't beat the Yankees. I never beat the Yankees and Mr. Belial. Yeah, and so, and so it, it used to get down to the playoffs and uh, Mr. Cardozo drafted an unbelievable team, and Mr. Whalen took that over, and they won it a couple of years with Jesse mm. Gilbert, who was just phenomenal. Yeah, you can't argue with uh, that. You know, Mr. Cardozo was, uh, was phenomenal. But before uh, I got to the majors, it was all political. Mm. Um, you know, it was uh, a lot of, uh, if you, back then, if you weren't 12, uh, you had a shot to go up to the majors, but once you got to 12, you stayed in the minors. Today, they made a rule that all 12s have to play in majors. Yeah, I mean it's it's dra I mean it's changed, but not as drastically as people say. Like people are like all oh, like parents run it now, but it's like back then it was kind of like the same thing. Like I hit f I hit five home runs in the majors one year, and I didn't make the All Star team. No, because uh, first of all, the coaches, because uh, I sat in on those meetings, uh, the coaches had the initial eight or nine kids l locked up. You know, that yeah. was and then it would be the coaches saying, you know, what do you need? I need a left handed reliever. I need another catcher. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this kid's mom is hot. He has to be on the team. Yeah, exactly. Um, this kid's dad is rich. He'll buy us all the uh, Josie's after. Yeah. So I would draft that kid. Yeah, it was. And yeah, so, I remember the day though it happened, and uh, I was like, "Oh, I'm definitely like gonna make the All Star team because I had like a great year or whatever." I mean, rarely like, I mean, me and Dylan fucking crushed on the Red Sox. Like, I mean, I would pretty much strike out like everyone. Yeah, everyone was like intimidated by me for some reason, um, and I remember hitting five home runs and being like, "Dude, I have to make the All Star team." And I would hang out with Joe Fine, who lived up the road. I remember he was he, on my team. Yeah, he drove yeah. down and like he's like, "Yo, dude, you going to all star practice?" And I was like, "Dude, we have we have practice." And, uh, he's like, "Yeah." He's like, you "They were supposed the to not tell you that." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, you didn't make the team?" I was like, "I didn't even know, man." And he ended up he actually called Coach Belial when I was right there, and he was like, "Did John Psyche make the team?" Uh, 
and that was it, man. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I cried. No, in, in honor of you making that Jimmy Fun team that we were on, I wanted to bring this to you and, and to have you display this for eternity here in your studio. This is from me to you. Congratulations on making that team. 2006, Cumberland American minor, regular season champs, Rangers. Davey DeSilva. Uh, that, you don't have to read the plaque. It's okay. the, they typed it wrong. Um, <laughs> It, it should say John Psyche. Uh, they, they, no, I, it needs to be up there, John. Yeah, they won't. Yes, be, please. I won't be able to see you. Uh, we can push it back. That needs to be on full display for the, for all to see that you were an All Star. Um, and that people were deathly afraid of you. Um, socially, they were afraid of you because you never said Still two are. words. Still are. And what did Mister Delu name you? Smiley. I mean, it was the greatest nickname ever. Yeah, dude, that was my guy, man. He was a great Mr. Delu is a fantastic dude, best, guy. Man. Such a great guy. Yeah, man. He coached that team with me. Now do you remember that team? Yeah, dude. We had I, so much fun. Um we lost in the in the last game by a run. Kyle Zamita was up and we had a guy on third, and I just thought that Kyle was a terrific athlete. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't he move away and then come back or I think do you remember here. him? He uh he just uh, couldn't get either a bunt down or a hit against Alex Latai, who's down at URI. Big wow. kid from Burnin. Really? And we lost in the Jimmy Sounds Fun. familiar. Yep. Yeah, man, I remember that. I just, like, I don't I don't think I even competed. I really just, like, enjoyed the field and the yeah. scenery. There's right. a lot of people there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was a tremendous tournament. Yeah. And then, um, so, yeah, the All-Star team was, was extremely political. And it was time-consuming. Some of the kids that made the team were like, yeah, I'm good. Really? <laughs> we have a house down in Narragansett. I, I won't be there. Yeah. And, and the coaches were like offended. What, what do you mean you're not coming to the All-Stars? No. No, nah, going away this summer. Yeah. Because you couldn't be on the All-Star team and, and try to take a vacation. That wasn't happening. Yeah, dude, I don't know if I could handle it mentally either. Like, I was so quiet and shy. Like, I don't think I'd be able to handle the bright lights. It's stress. It it's is stressful, stressful. You have, like, yeah. all those parents, like fucking screaming and shit like i don't even think i'd want to be there you know i'll I mean? never forget uh because i was the official score keeper for we hosted the um district four state little league championship tournament at yeah. garvin mm -hmm. cranston west maybe barrington mr belisle and mr frechette's team mm -hmm. and some other team maybe lincoln yeah and it was great because Lincoln got their ass kicked. And that made for the whole tournament to be a success. Yeah. But I'll never forget the first game, I think, Jesse started. And he's throwing like 72 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And Pete Travis is catching and Jubert's on the team and Brian Belisle. And, you know, next thing you know, Brian Belisle hits a two-run home run. And it was just baseball to this level now. Yeah. Forget the Rays versus the A's on a, yeah. a Wednesday night at High Street. Forget mm -hmm. that. This was real. And uh, and I think um, that team lost in the finals because it was for the right to go on to the state tournament. Maybe they won. I forgot. Yeah. But it was real baseball. You're right. It was it was stressful. Yeah, man. It was just like um, when, you, when I got older, I kind of realized how, like, uh, much fun it was, but how silly it was, like, just Little Leagues in general. Like, yeah. I mean, especially when you, like, look at the evolution of the game. Like, now you, ha you have, like, a legitimate, pretty much a wooden bat. 
It like, should be. If you gave those kids wooden bats, dude, honestly, they'd probably just be hitting singles. Yeah, Maybe. it should be wood bat because if you look at like, yeah. dude, if you look back in the day, like you had dude, you had those stealth bats, you had the C four oh. bats. People oh. had those red C four bats. Oh. Literally, dude, if someone's throwing seventy miles an hour, just and put the bat out. Check boom, swing. It's, it's over at Razzie. Yeah, that's a home run at Razzie. But like, give me a wooden bat, I'd still be hitting bombs. Yep. You know what I mean? Yes. Your power definitely. But like some of those kids didn't have power. They just had these. They just kept their hands back literally from the start of the pitch and just fucking boom. Yeah, John, it may have, it may be the same today, but back then you were looked down upon if you didn't play baseball 12 months a year. And studies show today that let a kid play baseball or softball in the spring, let her play soccer in the fall yeah. and basketball in the winter. Let her do a bunch. Let her swim. Let her try karate. Yeah. Let, you know, let these kids out and do. No, no, you have to be at Kenny Ryan's on Sunday morning at nine a.m. for a four-hour indoor practice. What? In the middle of January, and I was part of it. I I, I ate it all up. Yeah, I and it was uh, looked down upon that you played hoop, or, yeah. and and then the basketball coach would be like, "What do you mean you're playing baseball this summer?" You should be playing in a basketball league. And they all put the pressure on you to play one sport. It's If you follow Kevin Euclid on Twitter, he's great because he crushes these people. They're all talking yeah. launch angle. and Yeah. I mean, joke. back then I was wicked immature, so I'd be like, yeah, you can fucking suck on my balls. Like, <laughs> you not, say that now. Yeah. I see. Yeah, dude. I have you've grown up a lot. Of, yeah, dude. Same sense of humor since I was younger. I was wicked immature back oh. then. They all were. We yeah. were too. Yeah, but I was wicked quiet, and then I fucking let it rip, and people would have aneurysms, dude. No, I, I, uh, when I found out that you uh, have this show and you named it after your penis, Johnny Salami, I thought that was a fantastic dude, name. Spell my nipples. Oh, and then to have Smiley be a stand-up comedian. That's like saying Osama bin Laden is doing a cooking show on the Cooking Network. To that was. Awesome. Yeah. And I can't you think wait. I'm, you think I'm encouraging positivity? Oh, it, yeah. you are a major mo role yeah. model for all those handicapped kids wearing helmets today. The younger kids. Dude, that's just like, you my, know, that's my goal. You lost world. the helmet and now you broke out of your shell. Yeah. I, now, it may have been court ordered. I don't know. But it I'm wasn't court ordered. Time. But I mean, you have the trophy to prove it. Yeah. I mean, my mom makes me go to the bathroom outside still, but. I'm I would making small improvements yeah. day by day. No, I would too. Um, like before, I used to have the I used to have to wear the helmet with the cage. <laughs> now there's no cage. <laughs> now tell me about your basketball career. You played at McCourt. Yeah. Who'd you play for at McCourt? Uh, Mr. Premiano. Yeah. Me and Jew Fine. Yeah, and uh, Dylan. Dylan played one year, but yeah, then he moved. Then he had he had to move. Dude, you want to hear a funny story? I'm Dil ready. Dylan didn't make the team. Uh, in sixth grade because he was fucking he was fucking around during tryouts. I'm shocked. <laughs> like I was like wicked calm and composed. I was like, dude, I don't know if I'm gonna make the team. The team was nasty too uh, yeah. in sixth grade. Like you had all these, you know, kids with kind of like terrible family lives, but they were fucking sick at yeah. basketball, dude. McCourt never could catch a break. Yeah. Because North had like sixty two kids trying out. Yeah. It's like McCourt how do you had it, you also had Mr. Madden, who's a fucking great right. Coach. He's the, he's the best. And and McCourt, if you could make bail for three or four kids, you'd have a really good team. Yeah, but yeah, 
No, you're right but about no, that. North was always better, man. But basketball growing up, I was still like the kid with tits. I just, I would always be outside shooting threes. Yeah. That's all I really did, man. I did camp out in the corner, just kind of shoot some threes. There'd be a Joe fine. It was just me and him. But yeah, man, it was fun like growing up in this neighborhood because, you know, Joe lived up the road and I would just yeah. walk to his house before school. Great and then guy. we'd walk to school and then we'd go to practice and then we'd walk home from practice and then we had baseball together. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I coached Joe for the Rays, and uh, his father came up to me, Marty. Yeah. Classic. If my son gives you any shit, you have my permission to whack him. I was like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. How come you're not everyone's dad? Yeah, Marty. And then, of course, man. Joe doesn't give me any shit because he's a gentleman. Uh, great kid to coach. He and yeah. Andy Heck and uh, Eric LaBassonaire. And yeah. uh, who was the the kid from McCourt, the baseball player. Uh, I saw him at Ciabra. Kevin. What was Kevin's last name? Played McCourt baseball. Kevin. You'll remember him. He's in Beans' class. Bean. Fuck It'll him. come to me. Kid had a curveball and a half. He beat Lincoln on his own in the All-Star game, throwing curveball after curveball. His name's Kevin? Yep. Played right field for McCourt. Like when I was playing? Yeah. He was a year ahead, maybe two years ahead of you. Oh, ahead of me. Yeah. Oh, Kevin LeBurge? Yep. Yeah. Hell of a baseball player. Yeah. So Kevin LeBurge did not make the all-star team. I I promoted him. I said, I, I nominated him. I said, this kid can, he's not going to start every game, and he's not going to pitch nine innings a game, but he's got an unbelievable curveball, and he plays from McCourt like he has experience he's not yeah. going to crap under the lights I, the, yeah the, so they took, said no it took no, me a while we, to like process what yeah. you're saying because I didn't play uh I didn't play baseball from McCourt my uh when I was in sixth grade yeah they look at, at all of that so John they they get Kevin LeBurge to be on the team one day one night playing Lincoln he comes in in like the second inning somebody's shitting their pants yeah they just had a meltdown on the mound mm -hmm. LeBurge comes in throwing cheese the whole game lincoln loses the game yeah steve cardozo sees me that's unbelievable kevin your boy led us to victory tonight yeah. so you never knew john if some of these kids got a shot what they could do yeah it's just that some of them never got a shot yeah so it makes you think you know i experienced and, that when i was um they always had the all-star teams and like a few years after I didn't make the all-star team, you had Jack Liberty, who was kind of like in, responsible for the all-star team for Babe Ruth. And I didn't make that one either. Uh, I remember he was just like, yeah, John, like you're not showing me enough emotion. I was like, dude, this is how my face is all the time. And uh, then he ended up uh, adding me to another all-star team. And we would play, uh, it was like a huge tournament at Slater Park. Oh, yeah. And uh, Oh, yeah, I remember like, that. He was like, yo, we're bringing back the boys, you know. Like, yeah. So you had Jesse, you had Shortstop, you yep. had Pat, you had Joe. Um, I remember John Lanou was on the team. Yep. You had all these different kids who were, you know, who were all-stars back in the day, except for me. Uh, and I didn't really play much. And then one day, uh, Jack was just like, yeah, like, we have no one to pitch today. Uh, and I was like right yeah right here bro i'll do it and uh i remember going out there dude we were playing one of the best teams my arm i felt like i was the iron man dude because i yeah. hadn't thrown in so right long. talk about fresh talk about pitching on a legit mound too like i know high mound dude kids were saying like they couldn't see the ball no and, and john what amazed me about that level of baseball so 
You had kids like Christian's, uh, Christian Spader yeah. hitting 20 home runs in, in Little League. Yeah. Then he goes to play for North, mm-hmm. and it's real baseball. You know, and Christian had the athletic ability to do well at the big field. But you had some of these kids that excelled at Little League. John, they topped off at 12. They shit their pants after that and never yeah. played again. Then you had these kids that just got better every year. They may, they may have been smaller in stature in, in Little League. Yeah. Then they get to the big field, and they find out you got to throw strikes. And you want them to hit the ball. You want them because most times you can throw them out. Yeah. And I could see you doing well at the big field because yeah. you I think I think uh, I mean I'm happy with my evolution in terms of like pretty much everything you know what I mean like I feel like some kids are like studs when they're younger just like when you're younger dude you might have gotten like 12 hand jobs behind an RV when you're yes. 12 but then once you get to the big stage once you get to high school college bro you're giving 12 hand you jobs you can't accept like you're not used to failing so right. once failure approaches man it's just game over but yeah. dude I was so used to failing I was like fucking Beyblades, dude, let it rip. That's the best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I mean, dude, I remember first day on the big field. Uh, I was playing first base. Joe was playing second, and I drew a penis that went from first base <laughs> all the way to second base. And I was like, dude, we're gonna crush it here. <laughs> was it based off anyone you knew or someone you met at no, the rest I was like, area? Or? No. The coach was just like, hey, this is the big field, boys. Put your big boy pants on. I was like, all Put right. Put your big penis in the field. Yeah. I was like, check this yeah. out, bro. No, it's awesome. <laughs> and, I, uh... <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I, I mean, I, dude, I played high school baseball. I played college baseball for like a little bit. But like, I mean, I evolved more than a lot of those kids who were studs in Little League. So I was just like, you know what? Fuck it, man. Like, it is what it is. Who'd you play for uh, first year at Cumberland? Jack? Jack Diaz? No, I didn't. Um... Wait, for high school? Or? JV. Oh, no, we had Coach Matt, dude. And then Jack Diaz? No. You never had Jack? She had Coach Jack as in, like, the umpire? Yeah. Yeah, no, he was uh, after I... Okay, because yeah. he, too, played for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shout I mean, out dude, to Tyler a, He, too, by the we way. We had a JV coach who, uh, I mean, funny guy. He was just, like, stoned all the time. He just hit, like, 10 grounders and then be like, all right, practice is over. <laughs> Let's eat Doritos. Yeah. That's all it was, man. You must have liked that. No, dude, I just got worse. Everyone got worse. And then you played varsity? Then we played varsity, yeah. For and, Murph? Uh, yeah, we had Murph. It was fucking hilarious, man. He just tells you how it is. He's like, hey, play other sports. Fucking enjoy your life. It's going to suck <laughs> and later. And Dale O'Dell? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dale was kind of like, just like a genius when it came to the game. Like, he knew yeah. every situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm happy I had those guys as coaches because right. I don't I don't think I'd play if I had a different coach. And then you went to Johnson and Wales. No, then I went to URI. I got my tits back. Um, I was like, I can't do this. You know, like I'm not in a frat. I'm not uh, I'm not playing sports anymore. Um, and when I was in high school, like I had a few offers, so like I I just kind of like turned them down. I don't know what it was. Uh, I was just like, yeah, like. I don't want to play at the, the next level. Like, I know what it's going to be like. You yeah, know, I'd rather work. just go to college, you know, enjoy my life. Yeah. Go to URI. Like, it's something I can afford. Went there. Dude, they had chicken nuggets that were, like, the same ones from McDonald's. In the no. Cafeteria, and I that's not good for swipes, you. Unlimited swipes, dude. I would just go They there. didn't have any salads? Uh, They did, man, but they just weren't... Uh, 
it was just too like I, I was just too tempted to have the chicken nuggets, man. Like once you go, like you just can't turn back. So did you just do sweatpants every day, or did you, like dude? Give I up? had a girlfriend. I had a wicked hot girlfriend. Um, what? Yeah, that's what I said. How'd dude. that happen? I don't even know, man. Like back then, dude, I was just getting a bunch. They're of called clothes. escorts, I think. Yeah, I, I think she think... just felt bad for me, and you know, she probably just wanted like a safe guy. I think that she was. You were probably a experiment for her in psychology yeah no definitely. she was writing a paper about oh, you dude. and he, yeah he wiped his mouth today and mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah. it was a psychology project. no doubt about it more like a harvard experience something yeah like that. that wasn't girlfriend so like but, freshman year dude i had a i had a girlfriend in college and you know we were banging so i was just like you know like this is it you know i got butt nugs and like you know a girlfriend like what more can you ask for you that should have uh, been it. Dude, I remember one day we, we broke up and I remember I was taking a shit and I just started crying. Like because the shit was so good? No, it was so bad. Oh. Like I was so out of shape and so like mentally torn. I was just taking a dump and I'm like, dude, what have I become? Oh. It was like one of those moments, dude. And I just teared up, took like a whole thing of toilet paper to recoup. And uh That's was, disgusting. Dude, right on the spot, it's called Idris. I'm like, yo, I got to get out of here. Right. I got to, he was like, hook me up, dude. Went to Framingham State. I was like, I'm going here. They were like, yo, dude, the coach Mike Gedman used to coach at Brian. Oh, yeah. He was like, come on down, bruh. Yep. And, uh, Gedman's great. Yeah, dude. He, like, I was like pretty much accepted there, but you or I didn't send my transcript. So I showed up there first day and they're like, you can't be here. Like, you don't have a brain. Yeah. Like, they were like, get the fuck out. You belong at Shutter Island. So I had to go back and, uh, <laughs> dude, I had nowhere to go. And that's, wait, 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 that's back up a second. I want the record to show that you were expelled from Framingham state. I was your dog right there. Yeah. Got into Framingham state. Yeah. He got accepted at Framingham state. No, but like in all, in all seriousness, like I was, uh, thank God I didn't go. Like, first of all, the place is a shithole. You know what I mean? It's a high school. Yeah, it's a hot dude. It's I didn't a, even know where the fuck I was. I was just so desperate. I was like, dude, if you're gonna accept me, that's on you. Yeah, yeah. And, no, uh, they're, they're not thinking. Dude, straight. if you can just play athletic sports like that without trying out, without doing anything, that's like, Idris. Yeah, Coach E. If you said to Coach E, I like Alabama, Alabama A and T. You have a spot. And dude, you're um, in. Yeah, so what did you end up doing? I didn't even. I went for a tour with Gedman. He was like, "Yeah, man, we'll have you on the team as a pitcher." I'm like, "Cool, man." Like, showed me like what the workouts are. I just wanted to work out, dude. I just yeah, wanted to right. run and like lose my tits. Good for you. And uh, did you ever have a shit like that again? No, dude. I remember um, they were like, "Yeah, like it's too late. Like you can't come here or whatever." And uh, there's just like this giant shit show, and I was like, "Okay, like." Because you or I wouldn't send my grades in time, oh, God. And, and I was just like, "Okay, they were too busy. I can't go back to you or I. I can't go to Framingham." Now I have to do something with my life. Went to CCRI. That's when I called Odell. I'm like, yo, bro, you know, I need help. I called Idris. I'm like, dude, it's fucking over. Um, and Odell made one phone call because his son is basically like a fucking living legend. Uh, played for CCRI. Called Ken Hopkins, who's a fucking legend. Oh, I have no you, idea how he got me on. You're but... naming baseball royalty. And, dude, they, like, they... Just added me as a pitcher. I think I was like number nineteen on the depth chart, but I still made it. Was and, Bogey uh, there? Remember Bogey was there? Dude, do you know how many fucking studs played for CCRI? The they go there because they don't have the grades yet. Yet, 
Yeah. As soon as you go to CCRI, you learn the study skills and you get your foundation and it's a great sports school. And then nobody cares where you started. They care where you finish. And then Coach E gets these guys, and Coach Hopkins was telling me he had hooks at Bridgeport, Siena, mm-hmm. University of Hartford, guys playing D1 all over the place uh, once they started out at, uh, at CCRI. Yeah. And I love when Coach, Vige, Coach Vigeant and Hopkins would go down south Mm-hmm. And they would come back with like a dozen Dominican players all living in Providence. Yeah. With their wives and kids. <laughs> and Dude, uh, Salve just, uh... would play uh, CCRI in a scrimmage every year. Yeah. And uh, there'd always be 100 baseball players. And then when Salve went down to Florida, CCRI would be in one of the backfields. And I'd go over and see Hoppy before yeah. he retired. Mm-hmm. Great program. Terrific program. And the basketball program's the same way, John. It's like yeah, a feeder system for... Yeah. The moral of the story is I didn't belong there. Like, the only reason I made the team was because of Odell. That's great. It's just word of mouth, man. Like, yeah. Take a shot on this kid. You see those kids and you're like, dude, these kids are way fucking better than I am. I have no idea where the fuck I'm here. I mean, yeah, like, I had my I had my moments. Maybe if I actually, like, you know, put my heart and soul into it, maybe I'd have another moment. But, like, I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? This is all desperation. Like, this Did you is- get in shape? Yeah, I that's mean, the key. I got in shape, but Ken was still kind of like, dude, like, you know, you got to lose more weight if you want to be a pitcher or whatever. And uh, I would have been better off just hitting. Yeah. One day in the kit, dude, because I fucking I had the yips, man. Like I hadn't played in a while. Yeah. I had just played rugby, gotten tits. And now I'm trying to play college baseball at a legitimate program. You need tits to play rugby. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I just like had the yips, man. And like, uh couldn't really throw a strike and then one day i was like fuck it man like can i just hit in the cage and i was hitting against like legitimate like like a one two and three and i was actually hitting the ball oh that's all with your swing man and, you get uh, a hold of one yeah man it was kind of like maybe if i could go back maybe it would have been smarter to actually be like a position player and hit instead of being a pitcher man because if you look at pitchers dude like especially nowadays man you gotta have something special well the one thing i noticed at that level uh obviously d1 D2, but even D3 and, and CCRI, the hitters, you either hit or you don't hit. There's yeah. no, oh, he's okay at hitting. There's no, he's a good fielder. Every kid that's out in the field can hit the ball, mash the ball. Mm-hmm. And then some of the pitchers, you know, you got guys like Lynchy who are now sidearm. You got Rockefeller who's coming from the other side. Mm-hmm. Lynchy and Rockefeller are basically unhittable with that slider. So yeah. you have these power pitchers, but now you have these junk. <laughs> so yeah. if you could ever drop down with your velocity, yeah. you'd be making a paycheck today in baseball. But you needed that focus and guidance that somehow yeah. between URI and Framingham State would have worked out great with Getty. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like I don't. Uh, I'm kind of happy the way. Things oh yeah, panned it always out. does. Like, I'm happy I'm doing comedy now. I'm just kind of like, I, I ended up playing rugby after that, and I enjoyed rugby a bunch. And the reason I enjoyed rugby, dude, is just because it's like, it's like you reach that moment where you're like, I've, per- I've tried pretty much. I Like, I tried. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't work out with baseball. But, like, I still, I made an attempt. And then once I played rugby, it's like, dude, rugby is literally just like, you go out on a field, and it's like, all right, boys. Oh, this is it. Oh, there's no, there's no, stat. there's no. I don't know where you stand here. 
You either can take a hit. Yeah, but I mean, or you can't take a hit. There is intelligence involved. Oh yeah, like, no doubt about uh, it. But like the thing that the reason I loved rugby and I don't regret it at all is just like baseball. There's so many stats, dude. I mean, you're looking at everybody's ERA. You're looking at yep. batting average, and like some some coaches like only take that stuff into consideration. Right. But with rugby, dude, it's like beautiful day out to fucking kill someone. Like, <laughs> let it rip. Like, that's literally all it is. <laughs> if I like, catch you, I will kill you. Yeah. If I can catch you. And that's all I wanted to do, man, was just, like, kind of run around, get in shape, and, like, I mean, I've always been, like, a big boy. You know what I mean? Like, if I, if I could have gone back legitimately from high school, I would have played football. I now, why did yeah, why didn't you play football? Because I just had mashed knees, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My knees were mashed. Yeah. That's why I stopped playing basketball. That's yeah. why baseball kind of came around. But, like, realistically, man, I, I, I could have easily played Division three football and, like, oh, no had doubt a good about time. It. Oh, yeah. Just had mashed knees, man. You know yeah. what I mean? But, uh, dude, I mean, I'm happy the way it panned out. Like, I mean, here I am. Like, if I if I didn't, if this didn't happen, I wouldn't have found comedy or, like, I wouldn't have had this podcast. Like, a lot of things wouldn't have come into play. No, it, like, it's always meant to be. Now, uh, what drives you to work out every day at the high school? Just that you don't want to be fat anymore? Just low self-esteem. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And do you do the same workouts every day or do you mix it up? No, I mix it up. Yeah. I just do like high intensity stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't believe in like long distance running. Is a lot of it um, psychological as well as physical? Because I find when I don't walk, because I can't run anymore with my knees, yeah. my back and stuff. I'm old. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm basically take me out and shoot me. So I walk where nobody can beat the crap out of me, like on a basketball court. But if I don't, I miss it psychologically to, to, to get all that out. Yeah, dude, I've it there's been be. times where I've injured my ankle uh, playing basketball or something, and I wasn't able to run, and I just go fucking insane. Yeah. Like, I'm like, if I can't, like, just get out there, get some fresh air. Yeah. Uh, get a good workout in. Yeah. I just fucking go nuts. And that's what bugs me most about having the, the uh, Tucker Field locked. People are trapped like rats during this virus dude people are outside anyway i know i went to diamond hill state park to run i did polls today and there's like a hundred people there and lincoln woods is the same way until they gina gina closes that it doesn't make sense but i mean yeah i'm one of those people where like if if i can't exercise i'll just go insane because i've been doing it my whole life like that's the only way i can cope with everything else yeah like what else are you gonna do that's why like you know like imagine being someone who just never played sports yeah, like, I. Can you even wrap your head around that? No, because like, I, John, I, I was heavy growing up because I ate mixing bowls of cereal. Yeah, and well, I weighed one eighty five freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. but big. Yeah, and weighed one eighty five senior year of high school, but a total body transformation. Mm-hmm. And so I have to work out, yeah. or I'll weigh three hundred twenty pounds. I love food. I'm not giving up food. Yeah, and that's not going to happen. So I have to work out both mentally and physically. I'm not a triathlete, but mm-hmm. I just like to get out and be active. Yeah, I mean, like, um, yeah, I mean, people have like their own way of coping with things, but for me, it's just like, if I'm gonna make dick jokes, you know what I'm saying, and just be like this really weird guy, like I need other things to support that. Oh yeah, like I can't just be a bum. No, you could either use drugs. Or you can use your body, or you can use your mind, or... Yeah, but I, I mean, I'd rather just yes. do this stuff and, like, you know, just, I mean, dude, like, if, if 
if I'm out there on the track, man, it's a good day. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah. No doubt Nothing about it. I watch you. I see you. And the, it's sad because, like, I never see anyone there besides you. Maybe some old guy. And that's it, man. You know who was showing up is that kid that played football at Cumberland High School, the linebacker, played at Springfield College, set records. Oh, Nick Giorgio? Beast. Yeah. Beast. So I'm walking the track one day, and I'm watching this kid. He's with a defensive lineman mm-hmm. or an offensive lineman, and they're doing technique moves. So after I got done, I went over and said, you know, dude, I've been watching you this whole time. You're killing me. He's like, oh, I'm Nick George. I said, oh, I know you. And he had just got cut from the Saints. Yeah. And uh, I told him I'd pray for him and, you know, try to get, you know, hopefully he would get an XFL deal. That kid's dedicated, and he just needs a break. Sometimes yeah. you just need a break in life. You know with comedy, you look at the comedians that are on Netflix, you can watch that hour show and not laugh twice. Yeah. And you're like, this person has an hour show on Netflix. They're not funny. You yeah. just need a break. You, you just know, need an almost, opportunity, man, and you can't fuck it up. No, I'd rather but be yeah, lucky dude, that than That kid good. fucking works his tits yeah. off. And that's, I mean, that's what I got to do more is like actually fucking, I mean, I'm doing it now, but be consistent with actually working hard because i mean now i'm working harder because previously i wasn't working hard. right that's exactly right you know what i'm yeah. saying because like a lot of people they'll be in college and they'll work their tits off and then they just they just stop no it, uh comedians because i used to work at a comedy club back in the 80s periwinkles in providence mm-hmm. i saw some of the greatest comedians Stephen wright and uh you know janine garofalo was there when yeah. she first went on stage her mm-hmm. friend's she was there for an open mic night, open mic night, yeah. and her friends told her uh, her friend was getting up, and then her friends told her, "You get up, you're funny." And she get up, and now she was on Saturday Night Live, and she's yeah. been in movies, and um, and uh, you gotta you gotta bust balls, you gotta get on the road, you gotta drive up to Lowell and do some high school comedy show, yeah. you gotta haul ass down the Cape and do some bar, you get the next day you gotta be in Narragansett doing a show, and then you know this isn't waiting by the phone yeah. and uh you Dude, gotta fucking and, grind and you gotta uh you gotta take chances mm-hmm. you gotta take risks you gotta become who you are and it's ever evolving you, you you have to sleep next door to a tape recorder because you're gonna come up with some funny bit and yeah. you're not gonna want to lose it mm-hmm. uh you're not gonna want to write it down you're gonna want to record it in your phone yeah that's and, all it is uh, man. it's just kind of like failing yeah, oh, oh, it, and then sometimes you just catch a break and it's like no oh, doubt about it. it. Yep. And, uh, yeah, man, I've, dude, I've done plenty of shows in front of people that, like, I know, that, like, I respect and not done well. But, like, yep. to me, it's, like, it's important. If you're going to be a comedian at this level, and if you think that you're going to get accolades, quit right now. Yeah. Expect crickets. And then when you do get laughs, you're like, I killed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I think, dude, I think bombing is, like, hilarious. Oh! Like, from, like, a, if you're a comedian, like, if I see one of my friends bombing, dude, it's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> like, I'm laughing my fucking tits off. <laughs> Better them than me. Yeah. Like, but, I mean, that's what makes it fun, dude. Like, it's just, like, uh, I just like it, man. Like, and And comedians are the toughest audience for a comedian because the way they pay a compliment to you is they don't laugh. They go to you, that's good. Yeah. Oh, John, that bit, that was good. Yeah, like if you do that's good at, their yeah. compliment to you. Yeah, if you do get an open mic, no. I mean, if you make a comedian laugh, like you, you've done the impossible. Oh, just retire. But like I've been to mics where it's like, 
I'm telling jokes and I'm like, none of these are working. But then afterwards, someone's like, I really like your stuff. And exactly. Like, okay. And you got to think about the crowd because uh, if you get a Saturday night crowd versus a Sunday night crowd, it's different than a Wednesday night crowd. Yeah. So a lot of these crowds, you have no say in the matter. You're going to this place. I don't know who's here. You get the dick dishwasher. You got the couple on the first date. Yeah. Dude, especially <laughs> uh, you got the, in Providence. Like, you got the like, bachelorette party. Yeah. You know, and you just wing it and you go. You're doing it, you know, you're just doing your thing. Yeah. I mean, like, the other thing I've been thinking about recently is like, dude, I'm doing, I've been doing comedy shows in Providence, Rhode Island, which is essentially kind of a shithole. It's not an easy place to do it. No. There's no easy place. Yeah. I mean, there are, you know, there are like preferable venues. Like, I mean, if you go out to Boston, you're doing like the shows are, I mean, technically bigger in Boston. Um, but like, I mean, dude, think about it. Like if I went down south to do a show in Missouri, uh, not a lot of comics are like aspiring to do that. And the people are obviously going to be very different. Um, yeah, no doubt about it. You're not going to be doing subway jokes. Yeah. <laughs> in, uh, in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Uh, so you got to. Like, I mean, I think Providence is not an easy place. No, it's very so, so if you are successful in Providence, yeah. You've done something then compared to uh you know Burlington, Vermont. You know, and yeah. now John, what's happening with comedians and you must uh, you you'll see this if you haven't yet is you can't do a lot of uh off-color tough classic uh racist or or disparaging. You're only kidding. I'm a comic. I'm joking. You know, I don't mean I don't feel this about a handicapped person in a in a wheelchair, yeah. but uh, Jerry Seinfeld and a lot of comedians won't do colleges anymore. They've mm -hmm. said no way, yeah, because these audiences are like, oh, you, I was offended by that divorce joke, and he's like, what's it talking to you? Yeah, no, it's I mean, so it's yeah, uh, yeah you just got to do your thing. Yeah, nobody does colleges anymore, but yeah, yeah, man. Regardless of the crowd, I'm just gonna do my thing. Oh yeah, That's and if you're that. serious about comedy, you move to L.A. You move to New York. That's what you do. Yeah. So when you're luck. ready, when you're ready, obviously you're ready. Yeah, I think you're ready financially now. But no, you live in the truck. Yeah, you know, and then you make what happens it. Happens if it breaks down. I could see you on a movie, Super Troopers Nine or something like that. I could see me in a movie with like one role. Oh, you'd Not be classic. Not even saying anything, just giving like a facial expression. You'd be smiley. Yeah, and you'd have to. I'd be like that guy in the background who they just flash to after like a weird event oh, happens. So great. Yeah. You get I'd a lot of money for that. I'd fucking kill it, dude. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, dude, you're like an older, not an older guy. I mean, you're like in good shape. And I'm whatnot. ancient. What was it like growing up for you? Like, would you listen to like so, the Rolling Stones? Just like. So my, I was the youngest of five. So I got to listen to whatever my brothers and my sister listened to. Okay. So they were all into rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Disco was coming in the late seventies and they didn't listen to disco. So yeah. I never caught on to that. So they listened to rock and roll. And they went to concerts, and I remember my first concert was Boston, in the at the Providence Civic Center. Oh, like more than a the, feeling. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, Un they were so popular back then. Dude, that song's the fucking shit. It, it, that album is incredible. Yeah. And uh, then I went to Jethro Tull, and the rest is history. But when we were growing up, John, there I sound like uh, get off my lawn guy, but there were no PlayStation. And anything like that. And we couldn't come home from school and sit in front of the TV. First of all, my mother was like, What are you who who are you and what yeah. are you doing here? So we went outside. Mm -hmm. And in the fall, we played football. 
in the winter we played basketball or friends of mine played hockey or whatever but i used to shovel off the basketball court i grew up in seekonk and i would go to north school and just shovel off the uh the basketball court or we would play pond hockey at brown's pond and then baseball in the spring and then the summers were great because there was no aau there was no all-stars there was no summer was beach you know Uh some kid had a pool we went there yeah and john we were outside all the time there was still the fat kid of course there was kid was born fat whatever but for the most part we were outside and active Mm-hmm. And I think society has just gone down the other way where you have all these kids that are just sitting in front of Fortnite for six hours yeah. and they're still consuming the same calories and fat grams yeah. with nothing coming out. Yeah. So when you do have these athletes, they really shine. But you know, John, to play baseball, I'll just say Division three, it's 40 hours a week. Yeah. And, and some of these kids are committed to it and they say, I'm ready to go. Then you got these other kids, and I have all the respect in the world. They're like, you know what? I played baseball. I had a great high school career. I'm good. Yeah. And that's fantastic. Was you know? uh, Were you like all about the full bush? <laughs> My own? I got a Brazilian early, and I went to Dick's Barbershop over here. Does like, he just cut dicks, or does he do heads and mustaches? But like back in the day, what was it uh was it full bush? Full bush and jeans with some converses? Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. That's a dream, man. Oh, yeah. No, it was uh, the 70s were, then it got into the girls having full bush and underarm hair. Walk oh. around the east side of Providence. Full underarm hair. And some of the Italian girls have thicker mustaches than I do. <laughs> so it was, uh, the 70s were the best by far. Holy shit. Yeah, dude, that's fucking hot. It is. It was. What uh, what was porn like? They just had like the cassettes. Porn was when we were out in the woods hanging out, of playing war or whatever. You'd run across these old magazines that were like, you know, Playboy. Somebody, yeah, somebody left them out there, Hustler or Playboy or whatever. And looking back on it, it was kind of pretty gross, maybe sometimes. But uh, the girls were the girls. It was the same. I think the porn before that was probably disgusting. I don't know, man. Like, I saw an 80s porn, dude, and I pretty much filed for bankruptcy. Like, <laughs> that stuff's good compared to the stuff they have now. Those guys invented it. Yeah. Uh, dude, 80s they, porn's where it's at. But I don't oh. know, man. Like, I'm, you know, what is it, 2020 right now? Yeah. Like, dude, I'm still listening to Boston. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, it, things come full circle. Um, I guess good fucking music, man. Like, I feel like if I grew up in the 80s, I would have fucking crushed it. So, I suggest The Who. Okay. Put on Quadrophenia. Put on Who's Next. Put on Led Zeppelin Four. Yeah, dude, ACDC, baby. I mean, that that's after they learned yeah. from, yeah, the Who and Led Zeppelin. Yeah, but Led- listen to uh, not so much the Rolling Stones. In my opinion, he was more. Uh, they're okay. Yeah. But to me, it was uh, the Who, uh, Led Zeppelin, and then listen to Pink Floyd unbelievable rock and roll just pure no synthesizers no computers now today you hear a song on 
WPRO FM. Yeah. There's no instruments. There's nobody playing the guitar or yeah. I mean, they just dude, set up on, a yeah. If you put on Led Zeppelin, bro, I'll drive through a super. Oh, place. I'm telling you, it's insane. It is. Uh, but that's. I mean, things change though. So like, dude, like my mom's old, so I grew up listening to like old fucking shit. Like my mom, dude, she'll play Meatloaf. Oh, it's classic. Pain, you know what I'm classic. saying? Like Paradise by the so, Dashboard Light. I found this thing on fa- on uh, YouTube the other night when I was watching the Johnny Salami podcast on YouTube. Catch it, brought to you by uh, Jay's Deli. Uh, is um, the Contemporary Youth Orchestra out of Cleveland playing Fooling Yourself with Tommy Shaw from Styx. Oh, really? Find it, play it, crank it on yep. YouTube. Dude sticks i'll play that if you watch acdc live at the river plate oh dude yes dude yep that's better than any pump up music around yeah i was never a fan of rush and that drummer that just passed away but they tell me that that was classic rock and roll okay i i'm not yeah i mean but acdc and uh and those uh i think metallica set the tone yeah for the heavy metal mm-hmm. and and metallica did such an incredible thing by making it mainstream you yeah. know when mariano rivera would come out to enter sandman oh dude that literally put metallica on the mainstream yeah. stage people are still bumping it in gym oh and so you were talking about rock and roll so sometimes i'll put on a rock and roll list to 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 walk to or or uh Last night, Michael Jackson. Okay. I started with Thriller. Uh-huh. Unbelievable movie. Uh, unbelievable um, album. Yeah. And video. You got to see the video for Thriller. The actual the music video? And it came out in around 1985, 86, we'll say. I think yeah. 85, 84, 85. The, the video came out on MTV, where MTV used to be videos. Yeah. And... Uh, that video became like the most watched video in a very short time. But watch Michael Jackson and Ola Ray in the Thriller video. Yeah. Because what happened in the 80s is it wasn't the song. Uh-huh. It wasn't the album. It was the video. It was the video on MTV. Yeah. So it took it from albums that my brothers and sister used to buy yeah. to eight tracks and cassette. And then it became... MTV. MTV. Yeah. And I heard today it was back then now it's just yeah. like yeah. today it's just you buy it on your phone. Or no, you listen MTV to MTV is uh I think it's oh yeah, I don't know if it's still around. It is. It's like T it's like TV shows um yeah. You know, it's not music reality, videos. Yeah, it's like reality TV. And today you know it's like Spotify and you make your own playlist or whatever. Yeah. But back when I was a kid, if you wanted an album, if you wanted Back in Black, you had to buy the album. Mhm. That was like unheard Some people of. Still do that though. They'll still go to uh, you know stores and buy them. They're coming back. I have a turntable. Yeah, I have a turntable, and uh, those are coming back as like before. It all yeah. comes full circle, John. Yeah, it's just I mean you like know? nowadays though it's 2020, dude. Like if if I'm driving around in my flame truck, dude, and I got thunderstruck blasting, you know, oh, I'm yeah. wearing a jean jacket and I lower the window and say, "How oh, are you yeah. doing, ladies?" You gotta roll up a pack of Marlboro in your white T-shirt. Yeah, and you'll be fighting the. The seventy-year-old ladies off. Yeah, dude, there's always that option. You, you, oh, like some moms. No doubt, of, grandmothers. Yeah, you could go off to the gilf. That'd be you. 
Probably in a few weeks, honestly, with this whole thing going on. What thing? The virus. What virus are you talking about? Yeah. John, this is insane. It's all... The virus? Blew it out of proportion. Oh, yeah, it is. Let's go. I We're mean, dude, I'm on. still doing the same stuff. You know Ridiculous. You think it has to do with the election, though? It has to do with, first of all, China knew about this longer than they ever told anybody. Yeah. So those rat bastards held on to this and never told a soul until they had to. And then, uh, of course, it went around the world. Italy took it for, they were like, oh, it's not that bad. And now look how many people it's killed in Italy. And then it came from here. It would have been worse if Trump didn't shut the borders off because people were flying around the world. Yeah. There was a guy who had gotten a test about a month ago. He got a test. It was positive. He got on a jet blue flight to Florida. Yeah. So that stupidity set us back. And then they they know a lot more about this virus and it doesn't last long. You got to kill it with wipes and alcohol and that stuff. Mm-hmm. And social distancing is important at this time because you got these people that are sick and it's easily transferable. Yeah. It can be on you and things like that, but you've got this other faction of people that hate Donald Trump and they just want all of this to fail. They want the economy to fail. They want People as in voters or like the Democrats? The Democrats. Yeah. The left, the AOC and Bernie and those yeah, guys. I don't follow politics, but when I see uh, Pelosi, dude, she just looks like that chick who like, uh, you know, like shuts down intramural sports early. She is the type of lady that reminds me of you're at a makeout party and she's the mom that comes down and flicks the light on and says, you know, I'm calling all your parents. That's, yeah, that's a good one. She reminds me of the chick when you go to Bed Bath and Beyond and you ask if there's any omelet makers. She tells you no and to make your own omelets when there is omelet makers. There. Yes. <laughs> because she doesn't know where they are. Exactly. So she'll she just, just doesn't know. dismiss it. Yeah. No, Pelosi, uh, you know, first of all, you shouldn't trust her because she's got a penis. That's the first thing. So she's not to be trusted. You think a penis or like a chode? No, she's got a dick full. Like a schlong. Oh. Like a fucking wanker. Oh, dude. She's like how big? Nine. Nine? Oh, yeah. That's big talk. No, she's uh, she's bad for business. And um, so I, I don't mind the other the the other alternative thinkers. You know, it'd be, be a pretty boring world if we all thought alike. But to, to try to sabotage us as a country, it's not going to happen. Trump yeah. and his boys are, are too good. Yeah, they're, they're like about the, to do it. They're yeah. like the patriots of politics. Yeah. I mean, America is just like a massive clit. Oh, yeah. Like, you just got to stimulate it. Oh, yeah, dude. And he's going to do that. It's the man in the boat. Yeah. You just got to. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can either, you know, you can look for Avoid it. Yeah, you can try to find the clit, which most dudes can't. You know, they can't figure out where it is. Yeah. Trump knows exactly where it is. Oh, he's he gonna put it there. Thing. Dude, he's going to give it a little. Ding. Yep. And Shut you'll hear a bell ringing every time. Oh. You think it's an angel getting their wings? Mm-hmm. It's Trump flicking a clip. That's what it is. Dude, we got to make shirts now that say flicking a clip. Johnny Salami. Flicking that clip. Brought to you by Jay's Deli. With an arrow pointing down? Oh, John. <laughs> you can get um, merchandise, right? We just can't make right? it in China right now. No. Yeah. You don't want to make anything in China. Make them ourselves, dude. China makes diseases, and uh, they kill um, protesters. Yeah, man, I wouldn't want to live in China. No, you don't want to protest in Hong Kong. I don't think I want to protest in general. No. I'm pretty content without protesting. John, 
I've often said that, like, my wife and I, for $10,000, would not go stand and hold a sign. Yeah. Dude, I don't even vote. You should vote. Why? Because it's what your right. What if I can't narrow it down? It's your right. You just vote for Trump. Doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. There's no rationale behind that. What he's if Trump best. fucks everything he's up? He's the best. Then I have that, you he's know, I have greatest. that guilt. He's the greatest. He, he I will the, say that he's good only because I follow the market, and the market's been doing great. And what Trump did, in my opinion, is that he flipped Washington on its ass. Those people were down there for 40 years, 30 years, 35 years, and they got nothing done, both Republicans and Democrats. He goes down there. He runs it like a hotel. You either perform or you're gone. And he's knocked down all these barriers. He's gotten people back to work. And his comments, while extremely offensive, are hilarious. Oh, dude, they're hilarious. So I treat him as they're friggin' hilarious. When he did the um, handicap, <laughs> search that video. Yeah, honestly, you'll laugh out loud. He no, made I do. I laugh at him. Like, I definitely think he's got, you know, definitely has some issues, but it's still hilarious. Like from a comedy perspective, it's fucking hilarious. No doubt about it. Yeah. So I'll take his jobs program and his America First, where he treats the military, the police, and the fire like the kings that they are. Yeah and the queens that they are they're treated with respect and honor while he's busting nbc's balls i'm in i'm way in yeah because those people cnn they don't report the truth they don't yeah i mean who knows though dude they lie the thing with me is like dude i just don't have enough energy to put anything into that i thought the same thing when i was your age so don't feel like you're 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 not normal at some point wife kids uh-huh. dog which scares the shit out of me that you're gonna have a kid looking at you like yeah. what are we I'm doing next to. yeah that scares me it should but you will start to read the the business page and the sports page and porn and all that stuff you're gonna have to keep porn in your life with a wife yeah you're gonna have to that's what i'm thinking yeah you, you're not gonna be able to get rid of that porn yeah. is always gonna be in the top three four I mean, I think it's always going to be number one. It, it gets expensive. Like, though. dude, I'm constantly spanking and like, dude. Yeah, that'll change. Because your wife will walk in on you. Dude, I haven't had sex in almost two years now. And I'm a fucking Was that stuck. with somebody? With uh, even just like an object. <laughs> I Can I make a suggestion? Just go on one of those dating sites. Just say it like it is. I just have too much pride. No. Do you you care? Think about what we've been talking about, right? So we've been talking about sports, classic rock, like old school classic rock, right? Yeah. When you combine all this together with comedy, dude, that's what I'm looking for, bro. Like I'm looking to just drive around in my flame truck, blast an ACDC, go into a comedy show, and then just finding some clam there. But, but it's dude, it's hard, that man. That limits. No, you got to go on these dating sites and do what, dude? Be like, "Hey, what's up? My name's John. I'm um, just looking for sex." The bells will be f- that you'll get more people. You'll have to list them out. You'll have to put them in categories. Yeah. I could run into some trouble though. Why? How? Uh, I don't know, maybe like with the legal system, like no. prostitution. 
Um, you say like it's a bad thing. You think I'd get any matches? If I, if I went to match.com and I put up a picture, just like a screenshot of me on the podcast right now, and I was like just looking for some clam, like, yeah. you think I could actually get some? No doubt about it. Because there's a woman <laughs> out there right now Holy shit. that has a bet with her friends that I can have sex with a mentally retarded kid yeah. who doesn't smile. Mm-hmm. And she sees your picture and she's like, oh, girls, come here. Look, look at this one. I think he's drooling. So she's, you're going to check one of her boxes while you're checking her box. See, it works both ways. So you think it's just the algorithm that's going to really play into my No favor. doubt about it. She's going to look at you and she's going to be pig sticking. And you're going to look at her and you're going to use her. She's going to use you and neither one cares. It's a it's America. Dude, it's thing, how this country was dude, formed. I did that on Tinder though, right? Yeah, how'd that work? I dude, I never got a match. And Wait I put a minute. up whoa, some whoa, whoa, back up. pretty sexual pictures, dude. I put a picture of me gazing off into the sunset, dude, kind of flexing my tricep with my nipples out, dude. Not even one match. To go back to your dog for a second. I pretty much guarantee you if we did a profile for your dog mm-hmm. he would get laid by sunday night by another dog on tinder maybe maybe i would yeah. not tell anybody that you were ofa on tinder i would not share that with anybody sure tinder i'll try it out dude but matt dude match costs a bunch of money Dude, I just have too much pride. I don't think I can do it. No, you 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 have to do it. And you have to say it like it is. Look, this is the way it's going to go. How should I write it, though? Just, yo, just looking for some puss? In all caps lock? If you do a dick pic. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So you do a dick pic. This is where the legal complications come into play. Why? What's, what's offensive about a dick pic? Isn't that like sexual harassment? No, you, you're on a match site with so a dick So if you pic. put up a dick pic right yep. now yep. on Facebook yep. as your profile picture. Yes. <laughs> and say, this right here is my dick. He's looking for somebody. Uh, oh, what do you got? What's going on? What's happening? And then you sit and wait. And the, the, the floodgates will open up. And you'll, be, you'll, have to, you'll have to hire an intern to sort out the... the Men and women that respond. Dude, you'll get a lot of men. I hope you don't dude, mind. First of all, if you did that, people would have legitimate aneurysms. Like, you'd be putting people's lives in jeopardy. Second of all, there would be a legitimate riot that so, I would be a part of. Yes. I would create a Facebook group called Rioting Dick Pick Rioters. For I saw Mr. that Lynch. on the commercial for Facebook. Yeah. No, you. With you haven't said, tried that, right? With that said, that would be hands down, no competition, the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. You, uh, It's not funny. This is real life we're talking about. This is not a comedy bit. This is, this is my dick. What do you got? Let's should talk. I, should I fluff it up a little bit, though? completely erect or is it kind of like just like a window? No, you don't want it just sitting there watching a TV show. You want it like ready to go. So I should fluff it up a little bit? I would have... Or just completely erect? Like just had beet juice? No, because then you're going to scare some people off. They'll think it's offensive like a a pit bull, like rabid pit bull. Yeah. 
you need it like you, you kind of you don't need it dead either because they're gonna be like oh now i gotta get this thing alive i don't yeah. have time for that so you want it almost ready to go it's like um when you take a steak off the grill it still cooks a little bit yeah. so you want to have that uh you know, maybe more than a little bit more than fifty percent ready to go. Yeah, like but I think you should try it. I think you should do ask your your audience what they think about it. Yeah, a little. Uh, you haven't tried it, right? No. Then you got to try it. I mean, when we were at the track, I was watching some lady try to hop the fence, and she like slammed her clit against the fence. Ow! And that kind of got me a little hard. Ow! So that's what we're talking about, though, in terms of depth. Oh yeah, better. I'll probably just try to visualize that moment again. Yes. And then just, then I'll, you know, keep putting, you could on. get, um, in porn movies, they have the fluffer. Okay. You could get the fluffer to come over. Yeah. You know, use one of your boys as a fluffer. But I, uh, I, I, I truly believe that you haven't tried this. Mm-hmm. And what do you have to lose? That's a good question. I mean, you might meet Mrs. Wright. Wouldn't yeah. that be a wonderful story to tell your kids? Oh. Daddy, tell them the story about how you met mom. Oh. And you'd have to bring up the dick pic. Yeah. You could show them the dick pic. Just make a sitcom, How I Met Your Cock. <laughs> <laughs> and then you could have the, the spinoff, How I Met Your Clit. Oh, that'll make some, that'll generate some serious revenue. You're going to have to start writing episodes and you're going to have to quit your day job and it, but don't get rid of that truck, whatever you do. I mean, dude, you just got to make sacrifices. That's what Seinfeld did. It's what all the greats have done. I think Um, I'm going to have to take some notes after this, probably get my mom a phone call and then we'll go from there. You need to run it by your mom. She'll, she'll probably be like, cause her friends at work are going to see this and they're going to point it out to her. They're going to say, Hey, I mean, my mom will probably be like, yeah, you should probably get out more. She's going to, her friends are going to show her the pic. Uh They're going to be like, do you know this? And your mom's going to be like, I know that. Yeah. And then she's going to cry. But you're going to get action, John. And then you won't have to make that statement that it's been two years. What are you, a a priest? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me, dude. I just have too much pride in like. No, you look at look at you. Yeah. I just that, feel that's like that's your first mistake right there. Dude, I am though serious. We're gonna get serious. On a serious note, I am a firm believer in like you can't have it all. You know what I'm saying? Like comedy, sex, relationship, work, mental stability, like that's not all. No, be but there. but today. Yeah. Tinder, Bumble, Match, yep. FatMilf.com. Is that uh, really one? Pathetic woman who would fuck anything. Net. Don't you think I'd be you better off get just action. going to a bar, though? No, they would. No, is that too much for me? If you walk into the to a bar, she's gonna have to be so bombed to go with you. Versus on the internet, mm-hmm. they're not gonna know until they're face to face with you that they made a big mistake. And once they see it, it's yeah, like, there's no turning back. Right, and okay. they're like, I, I'm never gonna get anybody else tonight, so I'm gonna go with, with John. It's just the opportunity cost. Exactly. So you already got her, and then hopefully she'll pay for dinner, and then you go to the hotel. It's easy enough. And then it won't be two years. Yeah. Because today, there's a ton of women out there that want to use you. Maybe not you, but most guys, they want to. Yeah. 
They just want a fucking, uh, they just want a piece of meat to play with. Exactly. And they'll settle for you. Okay. So they can check that box. I mean, you're off. making some really good points that I just can't argue. So no, I think they, they want to check off, made it with a special guy and specials in quotes, you know, you yeah, are a special guy underlined to them. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you got some fucking really good points, man. No, I, I'm looking out for you. Yeah. I mean, that's the best insight I've ever gotten. So, um, yeah. But and by the way, Johnny Salami isn't my cock. Salami. Oh. So what? You've never heard of like salami nipples before? No. Like women with some big old, you know, slices? No. <sighs> so here's a story, right? It's my birthday. I think it was my 12th, yep, 12th birthday. I'm hanging out with Dylan Jepson. <laughs> right? First mistake. Yep. And uh, our moms take us to uh, the beach, uh, Wheeler Beach. Uh, was it Roger William Beach? Yep. Down in Narragansett. And uh, do we get there? And we're like fucking around in the water. And I don't know what was wrong with us back then. Uh, I take a mud ball, like from the, the basement of the ocean. Yeah. Just make a mud ball. And I start throwing it at this dude who's like banging a chick in the deep, in the depths. So they're trying to get it on, dude. Like you can see him making out. Like he's about to insert me and Dylan do. We just start whipping mud balls. <laughs> and, uh, like, we can't quite reach them. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it was landing, like, right there. They were, like, where we are. And uh, finally, dude, we've made, like, 20 attempts. I think the guy and the girl kind of knew what was happening, but they're like, oh, they won't reach us. I just wind up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking throw a mud ball as hard as I can, and it nails this dude in the fucking face. <laughs> I immediately submerge underwater. <laughs> Leave Dylan standing there? Dylan standing there. And he has no idea that I hit this dude in the face. <laughs> Classic. Dylan is just fucking around in the water. And for some reason, wasn't paying attention. <laughs> fucking dude. Finally, he sees what happened. And he just belly flops next to this woman who doesn't want to get wet. So he belly flops, dude, water shoots all over this woman, and Dylan goes underwater. So we're both underwater, and we're just fucking swimming. Eventually, dude, I just run out of breath, and I come up, and, like, I give up. But, dude, Dylan is in, like, water that's this deep, like, three feet of water, and he's swimming away as this woman's husband is screaming at him because of the belly flop. And he's, like, walking, dude. Like, he's walking in three feet of water. Like, Dylan has no idea. He's like, oh, I'm getting away. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have this dude who has, like, legit mud on his face. <laughs> and then you have this fucking old guy who doesn't want to get wet. And he's, like, walking next to Dylan, screaming at the water. And uh, that same day, I remember uh, one guy was, like, uh, verbatim. This is where the Johnny Salami comes into play. He was like, yo, I'm about to make a salami sandwich out of that shit referring to my nipples <laughs> nice and that's how like johnny salami kind of came into play i like it and then uh i remember i was wicked drunk on my 21st birthday and i took a video of me at the bar and i screamed at the top of my lungs they call me johnny salami baby <laughs> and that's that really hit it off with the fans yeah so that's where i was thinking, you know what i'm just gonna make a podcast called the johnny salami podcast i like it yeah 
But that was honestly one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen Dylan do. <laughs> it's like, easy to set no, Dylan no up for a crime like that. Yeah, and we were so small, dude. We didn't even realize like what we had done. Yeah. So like our moms found out. And they made us apologize. Oh, my god! They were gosh. like, we can see you fucking throwing the mud pots. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, invited back to Roger Wheeler Beach after we had that. A, we had to swim out to the dude and just be like, hey, man, like, I'm sorry. And he was like, oh, no worries. Like, what is he going to say to a fucking 13-year-old? Right. It's not be, like he's going to kick our ass. Beat the crap out of you guys. Yeah. If I was, like, my age now, it would be like, all right. That's awesome. <laughs> it's an honor to be on the Johnny Salami podcast, baby. Yeah. So great. Dude, thanks for coming, man. No, nah, it's uh, this is gonna be in the top ten. Oh, dude, hands down. Wedding, at least a birth thousand of the views. kids. No, dude, thanks for coming, man. I didn't imagine this. I didn't even know you wanted to come on. I uh, was out with uh, Andrew Whalen and Tyler Hitu, and they told me that you had a podcast and you have guests, and I was like, Yeah. Well, what? Mm-hmm. Why? I see John all the time. We're like workout buddies at yeah. the track. And I'm just so honored that you chose me. Dude, I'm happy you came on, man. Where do I send the check? Where do I? Oh, we'll send you a check in the mail. Oh, that's awesome. I was going to write you one, but I'll take one. Yeah, I'm also going to send you a shirt. Oh, this is. No, man, thanks for coming, though. I appreciate it, Great to see you, dude. Great to catch up. Proud of you, John.